Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And today we've got a very special friend of ours. Uh, he's a New York performer, a cinephile, and a close friend of mine. Let's give it up for Ernest Myers, everybody. Hey, hey, Ernest thanks, Myers. Thank, you, thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. I added friend in there twice for you. So. Yeah. Well, I consider you a friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I consider you a friend, too, Ernest. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Oh, excited to be here, guys. Excited. All right. Well, uh, this week it's my pick. This is uh, it's something that I was thinking about. And when we talk about Wes Anderson films as being some of the kind of the best soundtracks of the past 20 years. And uh, I was looking and I saw this is almost the 20th anniversary of Rushmore. So I picked mm-hmm. Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh man, this is yeah a very important seminal film to my upbringing. I would there you say go. you're a Texas yeah. boy, Texas yeah, boy, yeah. private school boy, private school, oh, Texas yeah. private school, filmed in my uh, hometown. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Houston in Houston, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Lamar wow. High School, not too far from where I grew up. Isn't that it's where Wes went to school, right? Yeah, he went yeah. he went yeah. to Saint John. Okay, um, and then the uh, Wilson brothers, Owen and Luke, went to uh, St. Mark's in Dallas, and so they someone all knows like, their private right. schools in hey, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Weird flex, yeah. but okay. <laughs> Texas private team. school royalty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Country day. Country day. <laughs> yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's jump in before we we get too cozy. All right, up first we've got Mark Mothersbaugh with hardest geometry problem in the world. We should just use this for our intro music from now on. <laughs> Welcome to track listing. <laughs> we get a lot it, would be, it would be a better one. Yeah, much <laughs> better. Seriously. Uh, I love Mother's Bob. We've had Devo songs on before. Mother's yes. Bob started in the band Devo mm-hmm. with, uh, I think, his friend, his brother and a couple friends from college. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into a lot of Mother's Bob. It's Heavy's Mother's Bob. Yeah. Heavy Mother's Bob. It's yeah. essentially scoring to the film, but it... Uh, was it, this his first... I don't think this was his first, but... Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, he definitely didn't work on um, Bottle Rocket, which was Wes Anderson's first film, and this is Wes Anderson's second. So it might have been... It's definitely like his kind of like big. It was an uh, early, yeah, yeah. I feel like one of his it, first scores. Probably the first score that got any attention. Was this a soundtrack that uh, anyone here owned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. You did. Nice. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Rushmore came out at a pivotal time in my life. Yeah. We were. I was. I was in school in Mississippi. We were all very excited when we saw the preview. Yeah. Like Bill Murray. Yeah, kidding me? You in a kidding movie? Me? This is gonna be meatballs all over. <laughs> no, again. The, the, no, no. The preview was so. I just remember the preview being excellent. I don't think we had seen Bottle Rocket yet because it was definitely when I saw like I bought it on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I saw Bottle Rocket before Rushmore. I might have, but probably not because um, it's a little like obscure, this came out I mean. pretty quickly after Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Actually, yeah. and it's the like, preview was this is ninety eight. I think Bottle mm-hmm. Rocket might have been ninety six. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that that tracks. Yeah, the preview um, was so funny. Really, I just remember being good, just for the the O R U. Yeah, I don't know. We just were like we were so pumped about, and we I remember we went to see it with like it was just like seven of us. Yeah, from my college, 
And you guys must have been huge Phantom Planet fans. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. No, this was pre. This was when it came out. So Schwartzman wasn't. This, I think Phantom Planet was. Phantom Planet came out after that. Though. Came out after. This was his this film was, debut. This was his it, debut. No, Phantom Planet was the band he was in. Yeah. Sure, and sure. It, but they was, were recording. They hadn't like. It okay. wasn't like the OC. This was pre OC. I don't even know. I think by the time the OC came out, he was not even in that band anymore. But they had already recorded the record that became the theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the this was the first of us of knowing the Schwartz, the Schwartz bomb. Yeah. He's eight, eight, eighteen yeah. in this movie, yeah. playing a fifteen year old, and really never been better. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think. Uh, Where has yeah. he been better? In what? Ooh. Wine Country on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I like Bored to Death okay, yeah. but it's mostly no, dancing and Gothenic. No, no. I think I agree. I think yeah, this yeah. is maybe I mean, his best I, I, don't, I don't think that's an uncontroversial this is, thing. Yeah, this is not a controversial thing. Yeah. This is peak chase. <laughs> Do we have more Mother's Ball on the soundtrack? Let's see. Oh, yeah. no. This is the creation with Making Time. I think it was in the uh, the Clueless soundtrack where we had all commented on, you know, how does Paul Rudd remain ageless? But uh, Chris and I were watching some clips of this and we're like, how how has Bill Murray just permanently looked aged? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just like... always looks the exact same age. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Even like SNL days, he still had like kind of a weathered, wrinkly face. Yeah, he was like twenty four. So he's a Midwestern working class boy. He's got that coal miner blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes from a, he. Had, you know, you got eight. Eight brothers in your family, or whatever. It's something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make it. It's gonna age out. you. <laughs> people, uh, people always talk about Bill Murray as like the lovable uh, celebrity who just like shows up at people, like crashes people's weddings and just like drinks with everybody and takes pictures. Yeah. As like, like uh, oh, he's tending bar at this random bar in Texas. Yeah, yeah. but nobody, nobody's. I don't think has come to terms with the fact that he's like a alcoholic. Know, like, he's, yeah, he's like an elderly <laughs> alcoholic who is always alone. In cities, uh, uh, yeah, oh, he's essentially a famous Damn. drifter. But, uh, <laughs> What's his famous line? He'll like surprise you and say, "No one will ever believe you." Yeah, he was my idol for a long time. Oh, oh no, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's the the big book of Bill Murray sitting over there somewhere uh, right? professionally. It's our studio uh, centerpiece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh my God! Bill Murray's here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever believe us. No one will ever believe us. No, 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 no. We no, swear no, no, to God, he's here. He just no, walked no, no, in the door. No, no. Yeah. He handed Chris a beer and he's walked out. <laughs> Bye, Bill. Hey, man. <laughs> to me, this is probably my favorite, uh, like late Bill Murray film. Yeah. So I'd probably put like Ghostbusters one is like my favorite all time, and this was maybe my second like second. Yeah, favorite. he got robbed of the Oscar for this. That's not a again not a controversial thing yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then like uh, I think he probably got more congratulations for the tr- Lost in Lost Translation, translation yeah. which I thought was not nearly as good. But it was more dramatic, and I think him as like a uh, a love sort of interest 
might be more appealing to the Oscar crowd. Yeah, the weird thing about that, I think it's definitely about um, Sofia Coppola. It's mm-hmm. like a true story, but I think Bill Murray is playing Bill Murray. An old man yeah. confused in the shower, that's award material right there. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the guy, isn't it's it? in karaoke. So, it's, uh, not to talk about another movie, because I'm sure you'll do it, Giovanni Ribisi oh. is Spike Jones. Yeah. And wasn't it Harrison Ford? Wasn't that the older guy? Oh, really? That Bill Murray's based on? I have no idea. I think it's Harrison Ford. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I might be wrong. I might have made that up, but I think it's Harrison Ford. Let's go okay. with it. I had always assumed that he it was just Bill Murray. No. <laughs> and, and Cameron Diaz was playing somebody, too. She, Anna, she was playing Anna Paquin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Anna, oh, wait. No, Anna Paquin was playing Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz is not in the movie. Anna okay. Paquin played a Cameron Diaz from the Being John Malkovich. She and Spike, I guess, were chummy during Being Spot John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't talk because I've met Spike Jones, oh. so I don't want to stick it back there. Oh, another weird flex, but okay. Oh man, <laughs> what do we know, know about? Did the mics pick up that name clanking around on the ground? <laughs> what do we know about the creation? This uh, back to the sound. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so uh, Wes Anderson had originally planned on this soundtrack being all Kink songs, and I think not just Kink songs, but Kink songs from like the period in between their breakout and Lola, which was a bunch of kind of largely uh, unpopular like rural english like very english like niche albums um okay <laughs> and so yeah, i think i don't know if it was all a money thing or if just creatively it ended up like uh moving in different directions but a lot of the bands on here one hit wonders kind of from the exact same time same mm-hmm. part of england oh, cool uh, the creation of one of those and as a very memorable scene happening during this song, which is all of the montage of all of Max Fisher's extracurricular activities. And it's just like, you know, beekeeping society and like yeah. the Yankee racers. Uh, how, many, like, how many of those clubs were you in at your private school in Texas? Oh, God. Yeah, he was too busy wrestling. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was uh, just wrestling club? Wrestling, you, wait, you were the meathead? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, all, it's about arts, athletics, and academics. So we all supposed to, we're all supposed to be very well rounded. Yeah. So uh, your arts was comedy. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in the improv troupe in uh, high school. I was. Uh, nice. I was in the uh, independent film club, French club, wow. drama club. Uh, Max Fisher yeah, sitting. I with mean, us. I'm telling you, I'm telling wow. you, this one, this movie spoke to me. Which teacher did you finger? <laughs> <laughs> That's for another podcast. That's right. (laughs) Let's jump right into track three. This is unit four plus two with concrete and clay. You to me are sweet as roses in the morning. You to me are soft as summer rain and don't in love with shade. That's something rare. The sidewalks in the street, the concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble. But love will never die. What a jangly little tune there. I'm going to go out and say this is my favorite song on the on the soundtrack. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I think like when I'm listening, you know, it's for prep and reacquainting myself. I was like, I love this song. And I think it's also like a lot of the other songs have been co-opted as uh, by like in other things. Yeah. And shown up in advertisements over the years. Yeah. But this, but one, this one you never hear. And I, I just like, I just like this song. This song's fun. It's really, I mean, again, it's the same period of time, same part of England. Uh, I think it was a like with the Beatles exploded and everybody tried to like immediately become like part of that like British explosion. They had like a few songs. 
And then all these bands were kind of trying to figure out like way, like different things they could, like what was rock and roll, what was British rock and roll, where it's like you have the four guys and you're incorporating all these different things and still making it kind of like new. Because this is like a little, this is a little bit of a throwback kind of croony Spanish, mm-hmm. but it's really good. And again, this is, I think, a band that had maybe like a few singles and maybe one record. I don't know. This kind is really good. Kind of reminded me of that uh, Besame Mucho that Beatles kind of Spanish jangly tune, (laughs) but a little more amped up. Yeah. A little bossa nova, maybe. I can just imagine walking down. Brazil was still undiscovered at this point. (laughs) (laughs) The only people that lived in Brazil were Brazilians and Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that movie Brazil's about? That Terry Gilliam movie? Uh, The Boys from Brazil. The Boys from Brazil is about that. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> What's the soundtrack for that? <laughs> oh, man, maybe we should just call this one off and do that one. It's like a lot of polka and a lot of bossa nova. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into track four. Why not? Fuck it. This is the Kinks with nothing in the world can stop me worrying about that girl. I found out I was wrong. She was just too timing. I found out I was wrong She just kept on lying Now she tries to tell the truth And I just can't believe Cause there's nothing in this world To stop me worrying about that girl I think that this is my favorite song on the soundtrack. This is jam. And Killing it's scored, Calling it early. It scores my yeah. favorite scene in the movie. It's completely wordless, and it's uh, mm-hmm. Bill Murray's character. He's sitting by the pool, like, drinking this huge glass mm-hmm. of scotch, and he's looking at his wife, like, flirting with the tennis pro, and he's seeing his idiot kids run around. <laughs> and he's just, Shitty and he's just winging <laughs> golf balls into his pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gets, up on the, uh, he gets up on the diving board with a cigarette in his mouth, and everybody kind of, like, stops and looks at him. <laughs> And he just like straight he like cannonballs into the pool with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's the American dream. Yeah, man. And he just like cannonballs and holds the cannonball yeah. at the and bottom. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought in that scene he carries the glass of scotch with him as well up yeah, the pool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's such a great like little tidbit. He's bringing it with him. On like, I, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. And it's uh like, how much of that is just Bill Murray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably I mean, a lot. Yeah, probably, probably a lot. lot. Yeah. I think of uh, Bill Murray playing himself in the Jim Jarmusch Coffee and Cigarettes, where he's smoking a cigarette and drinking a pot of coffee at the same time. <laughs> uh, it's all... I think a lot of these decisions are just... Uh, my, just go with it, Bill. One of my favorite moments in Rushmore is at some point he's talking to the teacher, and I don't remember where it is, but they're talking, and like... She says something and he just look. He like checks her out when she's not paying attention. It's very subtle, but he, his eyes just go down and go back up. Yeah. Oh man, that's great <laughs> move. Yeah. I, I never it's noticed so it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you realize yeah, that I you remember. miss it, but then it's like it's so funny when he's. <laughs> also, that song is. It's definitely about a guy who should break up with that girl. Like it yeah. feels like that's an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Oh man, that's um, some problematic trust issues there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is like I said. This is from the period like the Kinks uh, blew up. They exploded early on with uh, "Was It You Really Got Me" kind mm-hmm. of uh, 
kind of classic proto garage rock. No, Van Halen wrote that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, good, good call. Um, good call, Nick. <laughs> but they, like, through bad management and they got banned from the States for, like, weird reasons, they kind of disappeared for a few years and they cut a few records that are really well regarded now by, like, music snobs, but didn't do any business. And they disappeared for, like, the periods where all these British bands were, like, flourishing and, and like, making a ton of money in the States. And it wasn't until a lot later when they hit with Lola that they yeah. were, like, back on the charts or whatever. L-O-L-A Lola. Which is, I mean, that's probably the best King song ever. Yeah, that's just, he wanted that song, like, 18 times in the movie, but just couldn't make it happen. <laughs> no, like I said, I think he wanted from this period, because all, all like, almost all the music on here is from, like, I don't have the, it's like, what, 65 or something? 68? Mm-hmm. Around mm-hmm. there, yeah. Great song. Guys, I have some news. Mark Mothersbaugh is back. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Margie! On track five. Marky Mark! With Sharp Little Guy. Bill Murray. How many uh, is it Bill Murray in every Wes Anderson movie? No, oh, no, no. no. Uh, heavily featured. Yeah, heavily featured. Perhaps his favorite. Him and Owen Wilson. Some of the animated ones too. He's like the voice. I think he's in all the animated ones. Yeah, he's in he's... Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I haven't seen Isle of Dogs, but he's in that, right? He is. I'm pretty sure he that's goes. a great one too. Uh, Steve Zizou. Yeah, he Zizou. He's in Tannenbaum's. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's briefly in Darjeeling Unlimited. Yeah, he's in the was it Moonlight Moonlight Kingdom or whatever. Yeah, so maybe he, Grand Budapest Hotel. Maybe he is in all of them except Bar. Except for yeah. Bar. So, guys, I think that's yeah. all of them. <laughs> I think we're missing one. Was he was he in Budapest Hotel? Yeah, he is. yeah, because he, yeah. he's the other concierge guy. Yeah. yeah, it's like the great cameo when he calls and he's like, yeah. "I'm on it." <laughs> like it's just a conspiracy <laughs> theory that I have that I've been floating around for a while. I mean, if, you know, if Bill says yes. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he doesn't uh, like have a manager. He's no, just no, like, yeah, he just has a, like a fax machine or something. Yeah, it's like a one eight hundred number or something. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of cool, cool charming cool. Bill Bill Murray stories that are depressing if you think about him too long. Well, he said yes to the famous thing is he said yes to Garfield because it was written by Joel Cohen and he thought it was the Cohen brothers. Oh, but no. it was a different. different it was a I different. Think that, I think that's an urban legend. I don't actually believe you, that. I feel like he confirmed it but maybe he was doing it as a joke yeah yeah i think so. I because mean, it was probably also around the time that he was getting divorced or whatever yeah. he, he just needed to spice yeah. it up did he make like... the same mistake on the sequel <laughs> yeah, it's a I tale mean, of yeah. two kitties it's actually better than the first oh. Oh. <laughs> but yeah i mean it's tough to say no to stuff like that as a celebrity because there's like do you want to go into a sound booth and record for like a day and a half and make seven million dollars and you're like yeah, I think I do. That's you what know? I'm getting for this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you can pay paid scale, which I hope is all right. <laughs> Seven million scale. It's, it's all, it's all podcast uh, back end. What was that Operation Dumbo Drop? Was that uh, directed by Steffen Spielberg? What was the... Steffen Spielberg. I'm pretty familiar with that movie for some reason. Oh, you movie. like that movie? Yeah, Donald Glover, or Danny Glover, excuse me. And uh, Dougie Yoda? Doug is in it. Yeah, is it Ray Liotta? Yeah. Maybe, He's maybe, got a signed poster in his yeah. bedroom. Is that the, is that the that Bill Murray one? That tracks with your There's another... No, 
the Bill Murray one was like um, okay, there's, there's larger than larger than life, larger yeah, than yeah, life. Yeah. where he like has there to transport. Two, there were like two elephant movies that came out yeah. the same year. Well, no, that was like the it's end real of... deep impact Armageddon situation. <laughs> yeah, it was like I guess like the the mid '90s period was the end of Bill Murray as like the lead. Yeah, because he did Larger Than Life. He did the the spy the spy movie the man who knew too little the man who knew too little yeah Yeah. and that was like really the last like bill murray as a leading man movies and like rushmore kind of like brought him into bill murray as the supporting guy who well uh, there's probably um uh the fairly bowling movie yeah kingpin Uh, Kingpin was but even even then he was he was uh the villain in that yeah Yeah. ernie mccracken that was 96 nice yeah yeah that's that's uh i mean it's rated as a a very funny bill murray role but it's i think one of his funniest roles (laughs) well it's he they the far brothers talk about how like unlike rushmore where he did when he res- when he respects uh, he sticks to the script yeah they the Farrow brothers said he came in every day and just ripped up the script and did whatever he wanted <laughs> there's one part there's one part where he's he uh the Woody Harrelson leaves they're in a diner he turns around to the extras and he goes hey and one of the one of the ladies says hi and he's like not you her <laughs> and that was a hundred those extras weren't supposed to talk yeah. that was a hundred percent Oh man, one of them has health insurance now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Featured extra, yeah, speaking role. I got her SAG membership. Yeah, you're you're on a biscuit train with gravy wheels. So well, gravy, I don't know, gravy train with biscuit wheels. That's what it was. Guys, we have got more Mother's Box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Track get it. Six, the lad with the silver button. Was that just the same as the one before? No. <laughs> no. Shut your mouth. You Flex and checks. Uh, going back to one of your questions earlier, I think one of these Mother's Ba tracks, uh, the title in parentheses says, From Bottle Rocket. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, That's coming up. Yeah. To yeah. answer your question, Mother's Ba probably worked on Bottle Rocket. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. But, but I do. Uh, it yeah. doesn't... I like... I think I was, when I listen to it, it's like, there's not, there's not a lot of movies where the soundtrack sounds like this. It does... Oh, yeah. It sticks out so much, and it's like mm-hmm. such a part of what I think about when I think of the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's very quirky and like playful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. And it definitely uh, it adds like a cool it, kind of layer yes. to the movie. It makes it like a little bit more twee. I think that um, I think this movie is invented twee. <laughs> well, it's, it started. <laughs> it started. It's Agent Zero or whatever. You know, yeah. it started like a ton of. Uh, uh, bad knockoffs, but in this movie, it's perfect. I mean, like, I would feel like this is one of the beginning of like the hipster. Like this was a hit. This was like a hipster movie before like really hipsters were like a thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Before this movie came out, Chris was wrestling dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he lives in Brooklyn. Now he lives in Bushwick. <laughs> it was probably a podcast. before they started using that term for uh, his films, like Cineritis, where the framing of the shot is very like Perfectly yeah, symmetrical. symmetrical. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So doing a little bit of research for this, uh, I, did, I didn't realize how autobiographical the movie is. Uh, in that, like, yeah, clearly Max Fisher was very you know similar to Wes Anderson and um, all his filmmaking sort of thing. And I didn't realize like how many um, throw forwards he's kind of planted these seeds for the rest of his movies. So I was like, Oh, okay. He'll end up like, you know, doing some stuff. 
But yeah, uh, it, it did always feel like after. I think why I like Rushmore more than all of them is that afterwards he's just putting on the plays. Yeah. Where this one felt there's like a, this one in Bottle Rocket. There's like that feels a little bit more real than some of the other ones. Yeah. Do I mean I you know I mean there's obviously like kernels of humanity and like in, in all of them, but for this summer the, like this doesn't feel as like it's polished. More, it's more raw, yeah. yeah. And and I think a lot of it comes with him filming on location versus like now he has the budget to just film on a set and make everything perfect. Sure. You know. Also, they're funnier because Owen Wilson wrote this and bought helped write him this and bought Rocket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they stopped collaborating at least on um the script after Tenenbaums, I feel like. I think so. Yeah, I got I got a little burnt out, and there's actually a few Wes Anderson films that I haven't actually gone back and watched. But Grand Budapest Hotel was actually really, really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was I I was that was kind of like uh, I was that way with Tarantino until uh, Glorious Bastards, where I was kind of like, oh man, this is like it's probably going to be good. I was like, that was so fucking good. Like Grand Budapest Hotel was like so enjoyable. I thought it was fantastic. I'll admit this: I fell asleep during All Dogs. Uh, in the theater, in the I, didn't, theater. I didn't like all dogs. It was just a little. It was a little good. Eats comfortable seats, man. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Do you? In uni- it, was, it was. It was. It was opening. It was opening weekend in Union Square, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was in the balcony. I think. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Amazing. Zonked. I was like, I'm. I, I don't need to sit through this. <laughs> That's amazing. Guys, just looking at track seven, we have the uh, a very creative band name here. This is Chad and Jeremy with Summer Song. Sweet, sleepy, warm love summer nights Gazing at the distant lights In the starry sky They say that all good things must end Someday. Oh, <laughs> so it reminds me of that scene in Dumb and Dumber when he goes into that dream sequence and it's like the flowers everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know. I love the flower girl. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just wakes up in the car. Ah! Very turtlesy, sort of like. Very turtlesy. Dream, dream. Yeah. It reminds me of, it's like a really good version of like a monkey's song. Yeah. Not yeah. that, I mean, there's a couple yeah. really good monkey yeah, songs. The famous band monkeys. for writing all their own music. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one band from the 60s that didn't write their own music. <laughs> this is another kind of a British one-hit wonder. When I say one-hit wonder, I think these songs were only marginal hits in the UK. Yeah, just like a weird group, really good. Chad and Jeremy. This was, uh, <laughs> this was playing during the uh, aquarium planning where uh, Max Fisher goes to uh, Herman Bloom and he's like, all right, we got to build this aquarium. I need $35,000 for the initial planning. And he's like... I'll give you 2500 like, Deal. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> and like, there's a montage that this starts playing. What a great way to get, uh, you know, expelled. <laughs> it's like, I was, yeah, yeah. I was building an aquarium, and I did not get the proper rights to do it, and the permits were, you know, tied up at City Hall. And uh, <laughs> That's the way. Nowadays, kids just get expelled for making TikToks. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I think that uh, this part of the story was Owen Wilson got expelled from a private school for stealing like an answer book or something, yeah. and then uh, the part where uh, where Max has to go to public school, I think that was Owen's story. Yeah. What is it like, More Grover Cleveland? Grover Cleveland. Yeah, Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I love it's yeah. There's all the president things. It's like Rushmore, Grover Cleveland. Owen's funny, man. I wish he would. I wish he would still uh, write. <laughs> Instead of just doing whatever he's doing in Malibu. Yeah, when yeah. was the last time he did anything? Uh, he shows up like once every two years and something, but... 
he tried to kill himself, and everyone kind of forgets uh, about that. You know, you're like, uh, oh god. Oh, wow, thanks for bringing that up, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I hope just, he doesn't hear this. Yeah. Hey, Owen, if you're listening, I saw him. We love once. you, man. <laughs> I love him. Oh. oh. This just in. Guys, we have some breaking news. Some breaking news. This is uh, reporting from Spin Magazine. This is uh, Dave Navarro explains how he freaked out Marilyn Manson with his own blood. <laughs> oh, God. There was a time in the 90s where uh, Dave Navarro uh, did a bunch of heroin. And I guess when he would shoot up, he liked to uh, fill up a uh, syringe full of his own blood and uh, have a lot of fun with it, he said. <laughs> oh, my God. So he said, around this time, I was hanging out uh, at Marilyn Manson's house a lot. I would shoot up in his bathroom and I would do the same thing. I would spray the bathroom mirror with blood. He was so freaked out by it that he called his housekeepers and assistants to clean it off. I remember thinking that this guy was the the king of scary rock horror goths. Why is he so freaked out by a little blood? His reaction was so funny that naturally I did it again. This time around, I thought, come on, Mr. Scary. You can't handle a little blood. I really painted his mirror that time, and he didn't appreciate it. My thinking was that if the first two times didn't go over well, the third time would work. After the third time, I began to realize people don't dig this. <laughs> and and then after that, he wrote uh, Fiona Apple a uh, like a love letter, uh, like in his own blood. Nice, you know. To in fairness to Marilyn Manson, there's nothing more dangerous than a lead guitar player's blood. <laughs> yes, in the, oh, yeah, in the that 90s, is, that is toxic. In the yeah. '90s, that's like. Yeah, dude. I would I would rather handle like uranium. Yeah. Somebody needs to check Depleted up on the, uranium. Yeah. <laughs> like juggle it. Somebody needs to check up on those housekeepers that were forced oh, to clean God. it up. Oh, like, <laughs> Dave's over again. You got to come over. Oh, God, well, thank yeah. you to Spin Magazine yeah. for the quick reporting there. Fool me thrice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's he's like, like the, uh, oh, shame on me. The monkey, the, like the monkey paws wish of Marilyn Manson. It's like he becomes like the There's shock rocker again, and monkey then, paw, and then everybody's like. Oh, I want to! I want to really freak him out. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like no, He's man. Just everything. I'm just like I'm a performer. I don't He's like Marilyn play. Manson. What a pussy! <laughs> what I got out of that was Dave Navarro created punk. <laughs> <laughs> insane, fucking yeah. insane. Ashton stole punk <laughs> from Dave from Navarro. Dave Navarro. Probably. Dave Navarro was punking celebrities <laughs> before Ashton got that '70s show. Didn't Dave Navarro have a? He was involved in a reality show. Yeah, it was like a MTV. Like you want to be a rock star? I think it was like want to be a rock star or something like that. And Hell yeah. There was that yeah. great. They clip. probably shared a trailer. Yeah, rock star. <laughs> it was oh, that yeah. great clip uh, where I guess it was sponsored by Taco Bell, and he was like, "So today's challenge, we're gonna have to see who best exemplifies the Live Moss lifestyle." <laughs> like the Taco, Taco Bell, Bell, Live Moss lifestyle. And I was like, "This is rock and roll, <laughs> dude." I fucking hate Dave Navarro so much. Oh man, like That's he amazing. he took over uh, lead guitar on the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. for an album, Ugh, maybe two. Album. Gross. And besides that, it was uh, Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I don't know if he was in Porno for Pyros. But what a fucking oh, did man. he? Oh, it was him and, was it him too. and Carmen Electra? Yes. That right? yeah. Oh yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. That was really gross, dude. Okay, Chris, as your friend, yeah, that was gross. What the yeah. way you said, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm uh, making fun of like what people probably thought about sure. Carmen Electra. That's what time. you thought about it. All right. All right. The most downloaded woman on the internet. <laughs> that's right. Ten thousand downloads. It was early days of the yeah, internet. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the second week of the internet. Well, that was like the kind of the the b-side couple to the pamela and anderson yeah, uh tommy, tommy lee. lee pamela and anderson pamela, <laughs> pamela and anderson, and anderson, anderson. Yeah. lee 
<laughs> oh god 90s oh man let's dive into track eight huh Hepatitis. more mother's ba with yeah. edward appleby in memoriam The harpsichord making an instrumental debut here on track listing. <laughs> As if the soundtrack isn't British enough, it's like Baroque British, like <laughs> plucking lutes and stuff. Uh, I mean, I love it, but it's great. yeah. Uh, just because of the track, can we talk about how great Olivia Williams is? Oh, we haven't oh, talked about yeah. her yet. I know, she's fantastic. She's, I'm a big, Ro- big Olivia Cross. Williams fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was great on Dollhouse. Oh, the yeah. Judd, not Judd Apatow. <laughs> Josh Whedon. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But I, I also in the Polanski movie Ghost Rider. Mm. Oh, there we go. I'm familiar. She I plays remember. the Tony Blair wife character. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. I really I brought this podcast down, but really I, I just wanted to make sure that she was, she was in an X-Men film, one of the bad ones. Um, oh, yeah. I think she, I think I read that she played Eleanor Roosevelt in some movie that yeah. I haven't seen. Probably, uh, probably the fucking Bill Murray uh, Hastings on Hudson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. was like one of those movies that was nominated for two Oscars and nobody ever saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hyde Park on the Hudson. They, okay, they did a reunion. Go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very um, cool. No, she. Yeah, she's she's very very cool. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the scene where Max Fisher is already he's already found the passage left in the Jacques Cousteau book, uh, which was diving for sunken treasure. This is when he's presenting it to Rosemary Cross, Olivia Williams. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one of the subtle like uh, hints of what's to come for Wes Anderson. It was <laughs> the like Zisu. the Zisu. Yeah, I mean, totally. Mm-hmm. It's like the yellow yeah. submersible vehicle and like, mm-hmm. you know. The seed has been planted. Oh, big time. Jacques yeah. Cousteau. Yeah. Big time seed. Big time seed. <laughs> big time oh, seed. Boy. Oh, boy. What are these catchphrases? These, all these film terms. <laughs> it's industry jargon, man. <laughs> Every movie's got to have a seed in it. <laughs> Let's listen Robert, to uh, Robert McKee over here. <laughs> track nine, huh? Story. Cat Stevens uh, making his first appearance on track listing uh, with Here Comes My Baby. The midnight moonlight I'll be walking along and lonely mile Guys, this is my favorite track. This yeah. is oh, a really, really good. I'll say it. This is my favorite track. I think it was uh, made famous by somebody else. It was written by Cat Stevens, but this is like very early. I know Cat, Cat Stevens. Stevens is good, but I just never like went through his music when I was growing up. But obviously that track is great. He's really good. I will say when you say that we haven't uh, had him come up on, this, on, on the podcast yet, it's probably... I read somewhere that... Uh, one of his songs got licensed for the TV show Airwolf without his permission, mm-hmm. and I think he kind of locked things down after that. Wow. And so it was a little bit of a, a struggle pull- getting people to. It's hard to come across in the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. he pulled a Zeppelin. Yeah, mm. yeah, locked it down. 
<laughs> it's not selling out. I, I, I was a fan of Airwolf, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, who was it? It was like the Knight Rider of helicopters. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jan Vincent? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Oof. This also reminds me of the uh, Zach Galifianakis sketch where he uh, names his cat Stevens, and he keeps saying, this is my cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good... That's good. I, uh, I worked with a woman named Kathy Stevens. And uh, I thought it was hilarious to uh, type Kathy Cat Stevens in all the emails. And then, like, someone had to tell me, like, she hears that a lot. You need to not do that. Michael <laughs> Bolton? <laughs> like this. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's been getting it since she was a kid. It's like, but uh, Cat Stevens isn't even his real name, even before he changed it. Yeah. I think it's Steven something, some British name. No, actually... No, he's, he goes he's by got a Yusuf Greek name. now, right? Well, yeah, he goes by Yusuf, uh, Yusuf yeah. Islam. I think. Okay, um, but his I think his given name he comes from his dad's Greek and his mom's Swedish. I think his so. stage name is Cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Could have gone with him like Sting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard to keep track of, but no, I, I really like Cat Stevens, and we'll we'll get back to him. Yeah, this is playing when everything's hunky dory. Yes, everyone, Rosemary and Herman. Everything's and fine, guys. Max Fisher's enjoying fine. his new school. This is the good times. This is the good times. The pep rally is going on. The private school is really fun. This, this is boogie public school. This is yeah, boogie this nights. This is the the part where nobody. It's not New Year's yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> oh, downturn is not yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is track ten. This is the Who with a quick one while he's away. you and I must admit I kissed a few and once did sit on either the engine driver's lap and they tow with So this song is like, uh, what is it, eight, nine minutes long? Yeah, it's 25% of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long. Well, there was like... Uh, Keith Moon wouldn't stop playing drums. They couldn't get him to stop. six distinct parts. This is their first kind of proto-rock opera. Six it's like, distinct parts. I'm already there are, <laughs> not pleased. I mean, I had to pick a part. There's like a... This is the part of the song that I felt sounds the most of kind of like what the Who would become known for later on. I'm kind of a bigger fan of early Who when they're a little bit... Um, I guess more twee, and then they become yeah. like kind of jock jammy. Was this arena is rocky. that opening part even in the movie, or is it just the? Oh, I think it was like the "You think, Are Forgiven." Yeah, you yeah. Are for, cause it's, this is a huge um, uh, montage scene. The payback yeah, montage. The payback it's, montage. There's a lot. Like oh yeah. Three so there is a lot of minutes. Of there the is day. a lot of the song in the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good montage. There's a part at the end where they make up at the at the graveyard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as like Max walks away, and then. Uh, Bill Murray like leans his hands against a tree and the tree just like falls down like it was set up to crush him. Yeah. He reveals it. He's like, I tried to make that tree fall. Yeah, it was it's very much like <laughs> this section of the movie is very much like the roadrunner and like yeah. Wiley like, Coyote section of the movie. Or like the spy versus spy type thing. Yeah. yeah. It's mad. mad. Yeah. One thing I remember about yeah. it is very disproportionate where like Bill Murray's like, I'm gonna run over his bike and <laughs> Jason Schwartzman's like cutting his brake lines. Bees. <laughs> I could have killed him, man. A hotel room full of bees. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that's what you do when you're young. You don't. Yeah. You don't know. I think yeah. that, that it makes it even better because it's like true to character, even though it's kind of like a comedy montage in a lot of ways. No, yeah. We all remember how my girl ends. <laughs> the, bees. Yeah. the bees. The bees. Not the bees. I'm on the Wicker Man. Yeah. 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 Oh. Not that Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Oh boy. B movie. B movie. Hey. Bees 3D. Let's jump into track 11. Speaking of bees, this is more Mark Mothersbot with Snowflake music from Bottle Rockets. Jingle Bell in that song, huh? Begin to feel like Christmas, guys. I think some rogue Spotify employee needs to insert that in the Charlie Brown Christmas playlist. <laughs> Just see if anybody notices. Just put it in there. I remember seeing Bottle Rocket. I like that movie a lot. Bottle Rocket's great. Bottle yeah, Rocket's great. I think it holds up. It's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the order I saw them in, um, I had I had a very similar experience to Ernest, uh, but I was, I was in high school and our friend Brett was like, "Hey, we got to go see this movie, Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, it's supposed to be great." And I saw it, and it blew my freaking mind. I didn't know what it was, but I saw it, and it blew my mind. It was like, what? People are quirky? What? (laughs) Like, the music was awesome. It was, you know, it was funny in a way that, like, I hadn't, you know, it wasn't, like, Farley Brothers, you know, funny. It was like, this is, I thought this was the funniest thing in the world. And then I was like, who is this guy? I got to see all his movies. And I went back and watched Rushmore and loved it. And then I went back and watched Bottle Rocket, and I was like, I'm glad that was the order I watched him in, because, like... I could appreciate Bottle Rocket more for the quirkiness. There was a, one of the Mohawk restaurants. They have the painting from Tenenbaums, the one where they're on the uh, oh, AVs and the masks. Oh yeah, <laughs> they had it for a while. Whoa! It, it, I, that one closed down. It was in Midtown, but I remember when I, I was like, "Man, I'm in New York City." <laughs> yeah, that, I made it. I was made that in, it. Uh, in the, the writer's apartment with the yeah Wildcat. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's when he was just doing. I think it was when they're talking about like Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. It's Tutankhamun. And he's just like cutting out peyote or some crazy drug. Yeah, I save it for the Tenenbaums podcast. Yeah, I know, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, does anyone know what uh, Nickelodeon theme song that Mark Mothersbaugh wrote? Is that Ooh. the... Do I want to say Hey Dude? Nope. No, it's not uh, It's not Camp Anawana. Nope. <laughs> Close. Salute Close. your short shout-out. Shout-out. <laughs> I, I'm too old for this. I don't... It's the Rugrats theme song. Oh, That's I, right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's a crazy theme song, too, but it's... I think it's a perfect theme song. I can't remember how it goes off the top of my head. It sounds like toys yeah, are playing it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember. I always felt yeah. like Rugrats was Muppet Babies ripped off, so I know what <laughs> 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 I remember uh, Chucky's dad in Rugrats was like an obsessive crossword player, uh-huh. and... It, anytime it cut to him, he would just be on like the crossword hotline, just like <laughs> writing it. He's like, and 42 across. They, still, little they still have that phone number in the Times. It's so weird. No way. Yeah, you yeah. can still call. You can still call. If anyone's calling that number, it's absolutely crossword. That is insane. Anyone that needs that I hope number, that it's, it's just a recording crowd. that says www.google.com just over and over. 
My mom follows the crossword blogs, and there's a guy named Rex. Rex Rex Parker. Rex Parker. Oh, he posts like, like the I, answers I every day. And now she, I'm sick of Rex. He's mean. <laughs> he he's a little, mean. He's a little. He's a cranky dude. <laughs> oh, Rexy. <laughs> Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. Let's jump into track twelve. We've got more Mark Mothersbaugh. Hey. This is piranhas are a very tricky species. I think that might be my uh, favorite track so far. Oh, just, anything that's all drums though, yeah. is just great. I was gonna say, Nick, you're a musician. Are those that's like a drum solo? Are those drums? I think that might be drums. <laughs> a <lot> Spoiler. Of <laughs> all right. That was uh, that was happening when he was actually all the aquarium stuffs all crashing down on him, and like the the coach who's the big brother in uh, Bottle Rocket. Oh yes, yeah, it's the other Wilson brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like Andrew Wilson blowing his whistle, and he's like. What are you doing to my baseball diamond? Come on, guy. <laughs> you wow. can't do this to me. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, he's got the lost Wilson. SNL auditions yeah. are coming up, my man. I've got, I've got a pretty solid <laughs> Luke Wilson, which nobody does. You know, Owen's here. Owen's here. Luke's here. God. <laughs> Owen's. God. Owen's. Wow. Luke. God. <laughs> Pretty solid. Yeah. You heard it here first. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> next next year on SNL, there'll definitely be like a Wilson Brother talk show. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you doing all of like, wow, wow, <laughs> come on. I He's love more the, the Wilson you know? Brothers. They're like the Manning Brothers, uh, where it's like there's yeah. the one lost brother. <laughs> yeah. You got Peyton, you got they Eli, back. and you got the other it. one. Yeah, but actually, Andrew was the strong. He was the best actor, but he, he couldn't act actor. anymore. Blew out his knee. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I saw him in something that wasn't a uh, Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, wait, is that Andrew Wilson? Yeah. What is he doing here? Get <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there needs to be like an Andrew Wilson, Brian, Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the all the lesser brothers. Yeah. Um, who's um, uh, who's the director's brother uh, <laughs> that I've dropped a name dropped a few times here? Uh, Ron How- Clint Howard. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the lesser attractive, worse <laughs> actors. Guys, we are about halfway through this bad boy. Uh, do we have a game segment prepared? Uh, we do. I, I we put do. together a, a little uh, vocal fry game for when we come uh, back. Prepare to suffer. Should be pretty fun. Oh, boy, dude. I'm excited. All right. We'll be back after this break with a game prepared by our very own Caleb Brown. Bye. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at Tracklisting Podcast, Twitter at Tracklisting Pod, or email us, tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, Or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends. And And they they tell tell two friends. friends. And they (laughs) tell two friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's how you start a movement. <laughs> and also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Yeah, tell tell people about the the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends, and, and they'll, they'll tell, tell two friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Track Listing. We have a game prepared by Caleb Brown. Thank you, thank Yay. you. Uh, this week we're doing another round of vocal fry. Oh, come on. Where's Tinseltown Tunes? <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's not my game. Oh. Uh, so vocal fry is a game where I, I find some isolated vocals for some of, the, uh, some of our favorite songs. I play them for you and you guys try to figure out what song they're from. I have some clues to help you along. Now is this a free-for-all? This is free for all. You guys uh, just pitch in, try to collaborate. Wow. Yeah. If you know it right off the bat, maybe hold back and recuse we yourself. Yeah. Cues, but, this uh, is exciting. This is the closest I've ever been to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> um, all right. So, round one. This is uh, from 1971, if you want to play that clue. Round one clue. Okay. Hear a little music in the can, so maybe that's a clue. Um, it sounded like a Steely Dan song in the background, but that doesn't sound like a Steely Dan vocal. What was the year on that again, Kill? 1971. Let's hear that again. Okay, I think I know. I think I know. Oh, yeah, I know what that song is. Oh, it's going to take me a second. All right, uh, what, other, what other clues are you got here? First clue, I'm going to say that this song is actually part of the track listing Spotify playlist. Uh, so you guys can... Yeah. Yeah? I got it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I it got is. it too. Ernest? <laughs> no fucking clue. Just for uh, positivity to say, here's that clue. Yeah. Just the- riding, riding, like I want All right, what do you what do you guys think? I think that is... L.A. Woman. Yes, by the doors. By the doors. That yeah, is yeah. Jim Morrison. All right, Jim let's Morrison. hear the answer. Right, round one. <laughs> the, ba- the band famous for no bass. Yeah. <laughs> a-, a, I get how this game is played now. <laughs> The very uh, the, the restrained vocal stylings of uh, yeah. Jim Morrison. <laughs> I hate the Doors. So a lot oh, of yeah. Doors hate recently. A lot of different pe- never, people. Never been a fan. Never been a fan. Okay. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe you'll be a fan of Round Two. It's all Doors. In so this, this game. is uh, <laughs> this is a song actually from 2003. So let's hear the first clue. Okay. Yo, in a strange part of our town. I know the band. I, I don't do know the song. Yeah, I, I gotta. Yeah. Uh, you're in a strange part of our town. Oh boy. I think I know the. I don't think I know the the band's music from this year. The wheels are turning. What year is that again? 2003. Yeah. This is one of the uh, leading bands of the garage rock yeah. uh, revival. I think I, I, know, the I, think band, I know the I full know. answer. That I sounds like a band you know in and of itself, garage rock revival. The full answer is... is uh, yo, in a strange... <laughs> 
strange part of our town. All right, we get it. You're in a strange part of the town. <laughs> yeah. The Jim Morrison of the 2000s. Oh, oh that is so oh, true. That, like, oh, man, I don't even know. So this is off of the band's second record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys got any ideas? I got no, it. I, I know, I I know, it. Yeah. I know the band, but I don't know the. You, 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 t- no, you, you say, say the band name. Say the band I mean, name. It's Strokes, it's, right? It's the Strokes, yeah. and okay. it's is it twelve fifty one? It is not twelve fifty one. It's off of the same record. Is it Ru- Room on Fire? Uh, that's the name of the oh. album. The album. Oh, um, so close here. <laughs> my last clue is that this song's very cold blooded. Let's hear it again. Oh, reptilia, okay. reptilia, reptilia, yeah. reptilia. Oh, in a strange part of our town. <laughs> I can't wait to never hear that again. I know exactly <laughs> what happens right after it too. It's the yeah, yeah. 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 it's All reptilia. Right. Is that on, in a soundtrack? Or? Uh, no, let's no, wait, we're just doing music. Yeah, actually. we're just doing music. music. Let's okay. do the answer to round two. Oh, I now think I, I can say that I think the strokes are better without Julian Gosselbach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that song's really good without the lyrics. The song is really good. <laughs> without the lyrics. It, he absolutely like leans into like the like in concert too. Yeah. I mean this game, twice. this game is designed to kind of shit on people's vocal stems, but uh, I actually like all these songs. Yeah. Or most of them. Yeah, like, yeah. I think what we've learned most from this game is like you need that band. <laughs> Like you need the rest of the music alone. These In this game, are there are no winners. Yeah. <laughs> not, a, not everybody can be Freddie Mercury. So round three from 1995. I think I know, we know what the that band. is. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all can say that that band. Well, let's hold off. Let's hold Hang off. Hang on. I don't Hang know. On. I don't know. You don't know? I Think of a. I think of one hundred percent now. Uh, Britpop pop superstars. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Um, that's the, maybe think of a, say, uh, a bottle of alcohol what's a clue in the for sky. This song, though? Like all Britpop superstars, it's a band of people that hate each other. Okay. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. 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 Yeah, yeah. They they often okay. refer to each other right. as potatoes. <laughs> I get you. Come Come on, on, but the song. Oh, it's Champagne Supernova, right? Oasis. Is that Let's hear the answer. Supernova? Let's hear the answer. Yeah. There it is. Very good. Very good. I was going to ask this earlier. Nice. So, if, uh, Oasis or the Beatles, and uh, Rolling Stones or Blur. Does that make the Kinks pulp? Uh, oh, I would say like Stone Roses. Okay. Okay. I just want to know. <laughs> right. I'm doing the. Uh, I was a big Pulp fan. Pulp was probably oh, my I, favorite yeah, really band like of that uh, of that time. I'm doing the SAT question, like <laughs> mental math. There, yeah. like uh, uh, strokes. So are then, who's two, the Pulp? Who's two. the Pulp of that of the uh, Beatles, Rolling Stone era? Ooh, maybe like the Zombies or something. Okay. Very Pulp's better though. Shout out to Slick <laughs> Willie's Pool Hall in Houston, Texas, that has been playing Champagne Supernova on loop since uh, oh. since the day it came out. Houston, who? <laughs> yeah, it's right. down. County have, day. Uh, one last round, round four. So round this is a song four. from 1976. What's the prize by? <laughs> Oh, 
Oh boy. Oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus. Ole, ole, ole. I mean, that's the sound I made last night. Keeps going. What year Jeez. is this song? <laughs> 1976. Is that a? Is that by the band Focus? Uh, no. Okay. Here, why don't you play it again? Oh boy! Uh, it looks like there's two clues to this round. We'll play the first clue again. First clue. Is he saying L.A.? Ernest is so unamused by this <laughs> torture sounds. So this is a He's fucking yodeling. It's a band that's it's no stranger to the game of vocal fry. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, the <laughs> little Elvis at the end. Should we get a, a taste of the uh, second clue? The second clue is actually from part of the titular line, so that might give you a hint to the song if you have like a, your bearing on the band. I mean, I think we're maybe in an Aerosmith world. Yeah, I feel like there's, hey. there's been uh, Aerosmith has made an appearance hey, on yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and I keep <laughs> thinking he sounds like Prince, but there is no Prince in that one. <laughs> this is probably I only know Dream once, On. I, I was say. like, Dream On is the only song I know from that mid seventies. All right, play the second. All right, I got it, I got it, I got it. You guys got any ideas? I, no. Take it away. I have, I have one last clue to the song. Uh, this right. is <laughs> this is a little bit of trivia. Uh, Does it involve a, a, real, a horse? A real bullwhip was intended to be used for the whip effects, and hours were spent trying to get it to crack. The band members ended up cut up and hurt without making any progress. Oh, Jesus. Eventually, the band decided the whip effects would be created by whirling a 30-foot cord from the studio, then firing a cap gun to create a crack of the whip. I come when I get back! What kind of uh, fucking idiots were using a mania. whip and themselves with oh, it? Man. Uh, Aerosmith, this 1976. Is, this is the song, Back in the Saddle. Back in uh, the Uh, thank you to Steven Tyler for all your fucking nonsense. I hate that. <laughs> we, we all hate Aerosmith. Everyone but, uh, hates Aerosmith. Man, the isolated vocals of Aerosmith songs are something else. The little, like, growly dog noise you made is so cool. I don't, I don't hate Aerosmith. I mean, I was a teenager in the 90s. I was. Yeah. I liked so, you know, there was... Like, I got a lot what, of good like memories. Living on the edge, or no, like the, don't want to miss a thing. The, makeout party, the, the Alicia yeah. Silverstone trilogy. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, crazy. I mean, I've heard that song. Pink. You know, I had to play it on loop while watching the video over and over and over again. Had to. <laughs> you had to. You had to. <laughs> no other way. I mean, yeah, you had to cue it up in the VHS. Group. Yeah, you can't mute the you, family TV. You know, <laughs> Wayne and Garth's favorite band. Uh, I've gone on the record as saying that Dream On and oh. Sweet Emotions are the only songs. I recognize from Sweet Emotion. Sweet Emotion. Yeah. He's confused. Only one emotion. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks. Oh, for thanks, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, thanks for putting that. Hey, thanks for doing uh, that, man. Yeah. More torture. From the... <laughs> thanks for that torture. Yeah. It's just awful. All right. Well, let's get back to the soundtrack. <laughs> we are vocal fried. <laughs> Everyone's mad at Caleb. Yeah. <laughs>
Wait, now I got to listen to more Mother's Ball? Uh, yeah. No, I love Mother's Ball. <laughs> Jumping back in with track 13, this is Blinuet by Zoot Sims. That straight note chaser? No, but it's close though. Now that's music. <laughs> that's music, baby. <laughs> that's the good stuff. Some very straightforward jazz. Yeah. Some Zeus uh, playing during the. Um, I guess it's after the play uh, that Max Fisher has written, which I, it, it was lost on me the first time I saw the movie, but or until this rewatch. But it's a uh, Serpico, the play. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I, I, I've seen Serpico since the last yeah, time. Because there's the nun, isn't yeah. his friend? Yeah. As, <laughs> Turk the... is the is the nun on the. <laughs> on the wire and then um yeah this is when they go to the the dinner with luke wilson and he's like what's he doing here he's like, oh n- nice n- nurse uniform that's the <laughs> or they or scrubs this soundtrack's um, just getting quirkier and quirkier so this is like a uh, holiday party jazz yeah it's like very... he's a famous saxophonist <laughs> This is where Jack Bauer jumps into a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) This is that party. (laughs) Definitely out of the... uh, Paul Bufano! Zoot Sims! Come on! Roy Donk! Donk. You don't know Roy Donk? Yeah, Zoot Sims was a saxophonist. He's got uh, the tenor sax with a kink in it. (laughs) Come on! Come on! You guys don't know Zoot Sims? Ah, This party's boring, (laughs) man. (laughs) Thank you to Zoot Sims for all your jazz efforts. We hope you're making money out there. Love you, Zoot. This is track 14, More Mark Mothersbaugh with Friends Like You. Who needs friends? So nothing dramatic is probably happening in the movie. <laughs> Isn't this when Dennis the Menace shoots him with a pellet gun or something? Yeah, yeah it's it's part of the betrayal. Uh, this is when he, yeah, Dirk Calloway, his his uh, church partner or choir you know, choir buddy, choir, part, choir, choir, choir buddy, something like that. Something like that. He is uh he's written the uh, the menacing note and crayon. Uh, that's you know he's been betrayed by Max Fisher because he said his mom gave him hand he jobs. Job. Yeah. And then uh, he reveals that Rosemary and Herman have been giving each other hand jobs in the pool. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I remember laughing so hard. At it was jobs. so funny, dude. Yeah, because, like, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, this is the starting a long trend of letter writing uh, in every one of, you know, Wes Anderson's films. And I remember <laughs> seeing the, the crayon letter, run. and I was like, I need to write more letters in crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a serial killer would do. You know. Let's take a listen to track 15. This is Eve Montand with Rue Saint Vincent. <laughs> Elle avait sous sa toque de martre sur la butte Montmartre. 
un petit air innocent On l'appelait Rose, elle était belle A sentait bon la fleur nouvelle Rue Saint-Vincent Did you guys ever see Matchpoint? Matchpoint, the, the Woody Harrelson movie. The Woody Allen movie? <laughs> the Woody Allen movie. With Scarlett Johansson. And, uh, yeah, that just reminds me of that music anytime she like comes uh, to yeah. his apartment. I was going to say, this guy could be singing the most fucked up shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's fine. And it, it's and it totally be, fine. It would be like, yeah, he could. Be. Sweet. <laughs> I was going to say that it's like the most Wes Anderson song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, he works alongside with a, a music supervisor, Randall mm-hmm. Poster, who I think. Uh, is, that sounds made up. <laughs> it sounds like Wes Anderson character. Yeah, uh, is it like how the Coen Brothers make up a name for their editor, but oh, it's really yeah. them? Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, it's like yeah, Roderick James or something is not the is not a real person. Oh, yeah. wow. well, the thing is, is that Randall Poster works so often that he might have had something to do with Matchpoint. I'd have to look into it, but he like supervises on a ton of soundtracks and TV That's a shows. Great track. I love that one. Uh, it's really good. Watching Woody Allen movies still. Yeah. It's uh, the one that uh, wow. you know from back in the day. From yeah, back in the day. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Still trying sure. to find a clean copy of that Louis C.K. film. <laughs> so yeah. far, so bad. Is it called something, Daddy? <laughs> Daddy's girl or something like that. Yeah. Something like the worst. Thing I love that could you, have been Daddy. Named. Yeah, I love you, Daddy. Just like what? Didn't he buy the? We all know we can, maybe? Get on yeah, 4chan yeah. right now. You'll find it. We'll have, we'll have it. <laughs> Viewing party after this. Most there. of our listeners are on Fortune anyway. That's the Patreon. That's the Patreon. <laughs> we watch I Love You Daddy and talk yeah. about it. Yeah, right. Oh no. Poor He's a horrible man. man. Yeah. Yeah. This is the uh this is the tape that Max Fisher has snuck into Rosemary Cross's house when he enters. And it's like the money it's the tape he puts on, you know. To sort of woo her. So in a way, this was you know Wes Anderson's. This was probably like something he would have played for a girl back. Honestly, in the day. there's a lot of like uh, what what I forgot the word problematic male. What, what do we call it now? Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity in this movie. Yeah, I mean yeah. like you know no one's really off. The, so Max is a kid acting like a kid, but he's being inappropriate with the teacher. That's like, hey, listen, I don't, you know you're 15 and I don't like you anyway. And Bill Murray's like, you know, I kind of wrecked my marriage for you. And then you look at Rosemary, who's like, she's not really over her dead ex, you know? So, like, in a way, she needs to move on. I she's not going to. Her dead husband is Owen Wilson. I think you see him in a photo somewhere, right? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Or maybe Luke Wilson. No, Luke Wilson's, no, Luke Wilson's, Luke Wilson's yeah. dead. So, Owen Wilson's dead. Yeah, yeah. Owen I think Wilson's that's the, the dead one. <laughs> yeah, Owen's dead. It's like the yeah. Kevin Costner. Uh, what was the the uh, the big sleep? No, the the big chill. The big the chill. chill. In the big chill, Kevin Costner. You see him it, in framed photos because he was cut out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Kevin Costner. It was Bill Paxton. No, it was Kevin Costner. Costner. Oh, right, stay corrected. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. I might be guys. featured on our correction segment. <laughs> oh, that there's more me. segments to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Stay tuned, folks. The Strap six, in. The, the Sixth Sense was the other movie I could remember. The female lead in The Sixth Sense. Olivia, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Olivia yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of dead husbands. Yeah. <laughs> I just loves those dead husband movies. Oh, man. That'll take us right into track 16. This is more Mark Mother's Ball with Kite Flying Society. Thank you. 
All right, Mother's Ba. All right. All right, Mother's Ba. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, I'm falling yeah. asleep with a smile on my face. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rest well tonight. Yeah. This is fairly a cloud sleepy. of Mother's Ba. <laughs> yeah, just played some of these harpsichord tracks over again. I don't know if you've seen his studio that he has in L.A. It's kind of like... It, the architect that built it in the 60s or 70s, it kind of looks like the forum in the way that it's built out. It's like a big, like, green circular uh, architectural structure. He's had his comp- his music production company there, you know, for a long time called Mutato Musica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's where he's had his, like, shop set up where he's done all these, like, TV and film scores for a long time. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's a funny weirdo. He's uh, I saw him on some video... It's a, seg- uh, a series called Show Us Your Junk, and he just gives a tour of his uh, me- recording studio, and he's super funny. You can tell he kind of like knows what's up. And he's like, <laughs> I built the studio as a circle because you just walk around until you find a room that you feel like doing something in. <laughs> like, oh, okay. This guy's kind of out there. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Mark. We appreciate all your efforts. Let's listen to Cat Stevens again with The Wind. I listen to my words, but they fall far below I let my music take me where my heart wants to go I swam upon the devil's lake But never, 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 never I'll never make the same mistake All right, Cat Stevens. <laughs> I love Cat Stevens, man. Yeah. I mean, he had kind of a short recording career because he he converted and then kind of left pop music. Oh, okay. But this is off of like one of his two kind of big folk records. Yeah, I think if I was going to go down that listening route, I just would like lean towards Nick Drake more than the the Cat Stevens. Yeah. Side of things. I think they're different areas. You can do so. both. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to choose, man. Yeah. I'm make a decision, man. If I'm going to fall asleep. Cat Stevens, you know. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Cat Stevens, Nick Drake. It's all good, man. They do it's Cats fine. in the it's Cradle. No. So no. Was that he did, he did was Fathers that? and Sons. Fathers and That's right. There was, Stevens I know there was in some the Cradle. Sad dad song that he wrote. <laughs> Something about like, I, <laughs> Wait, that song's sad? <laughs> oh, man. Shocker. You guys got any more uh, Cat Stevens Thanks, facts? Yousef. You wanna... Here's the name that he wants us to use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's touring just as Yousef now. Yeah. Oh, well, good no for last him. name. Respects people's choices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys, we have uh, John Lennon here on track 18 with Oh Yoko. His best song. <laughs>
Yeah, it's a shame that uh, <laughs> such a what? such a beautiful song is written about someone that is just so universally yes. hated. Thank you, Mike. Thank what? you, Yoko's kind what? of a she's a little bit of a uh, villain for Beatles I gotta fans. Side with no, 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 I got to side no, with no, no, I'm no, taking no. Team Yoko. I think it's okay. a beautiful song that's made beautiful, especially because it's a love that was cut short. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yoko. Yoko. I mean, she was a little bit of a pain in the ass, obviously. No, you know, a little no, no. bit. I am not going to sit kind here. Of a terrible dude. Come I'm not going to sit here and remove four privileged she- dudes <laughs> and listen to you attack a great artist. And I'm not even being sarcastic here. I'm no, Team Yoko. No, dude. I, I've I've done my due. I've talked about it before. I've done my due diligence and like tried <laughs> to side with, or not side, but just like I want to see both sides of the whole thing, dude. She's. She's not great, man. She's like yeah. Well, she she fucked over a Julian pretty bad. Yeah, dude. That's Ju- the part that's he's gross. suing her to get his father's stuff back from her. Yeah, that she's like auctioning off to make money. Like, uh, yeah, that part is rough. Yeah. Um, I saw her in Central Park once, and she seemed lovely. <laughs> hey, man. She definitely she made John Lennon a better person because he was kind of a maniac before before she came along. Does she make an appearance in the Yesterday movie? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Ooh. I don't know. Like he's just walking down the street and he just walks by Yoko and she's just a normal person. <laughs> Maybe she's like panhandling or something. <laughs> Whoa. No, again, why are we being so cruel to Yoko? You're saying Yoko couldn't have been successful without John? I don't know. She probably would have still been decently successful. We, I, I, I mean, I know what happened artists in New York. If a we've lot talked of them about end it before, up on the corner. <laughs> there's the clip of um, that we've talked about before. At least amongst ourselves, where yeah. uh, you know it's John Lennon oh, performing the, with his hero Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry. Yeah. And another and, upstanding dude. Yeah, and Yoko's <laughs> just you know back there hitting that dumb little drum. Yeah, and wow, wow, <laughs> and you see Chuck this. Berry's eyes no. just <laughs> fan over. It's pretty amazing. We also, t- I think, on Pro the last Yoko. episode, one of the last episodes, uh, we talked about McCartney on Howard Stern recently, where Howard mm-hmm. Stern is saying, you know, who broke up the Beatles and. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like nobody will say nobody will say who's yeah, like, John. Who's like, John? Who's <laughs> John? He's one hundred percent John. One hundred percent John. One hundred percent John. He called a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, John. John. <laughs> he said, "I, I quit the bill." Who's <laughs> John? One of my first jobs in New York was working with a production company where the guy had a close relationship with Paul McCartney doing uh, his like, his concerts. Yeah, and apparently, I know, I never actually I didn't meet. I ended up meeting Paul, but for something else later. But uh, Paul apparently. He's the he'll be the nicest person in the world except to three people. Yeah. <laughs> he has he makes sure there's three people in his like inner circle or maybe four, and he'll be himself and he'll will rip into you. Whoa. <laughs> and he will he will call, cuss you out. But he won't let anyone else see him in that way. If he gets into an elevator, he turns around. And he starts saying hi to everyone. Yeah, he's the nicest person to everyone but those four people. He knows, and they just get shit nonstop. It's got to come out somehow. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, and yeah, there's that there's that John Mulaney story, I guess, of like uh, oh, John yeah. Mulaney's the mom. Mick Jagger or the, oh no, uh, he like Paul McCartney blew um, John Mulaney's mom a kiss or something like that, and, and she was like, he knows how important mm-hmm. he is, like that moment yeah. is, or seeing Paul McCartney is the most important moment for a lot of people's lives, and he's aware of that. You know what I mean? My aunt has a signed picture of all four Beatles that my gr- my grandfather got in a hotel uh lobby that he was staying with with the beatles in their first tour Whoa. and you know she keeps it in the most important place in her house in the bathroom <laughs> in the guest bathroom <laughs> the most important place in yeah the it's in the home. guest it's bathroom the guest it's the guest bathroom right when you walk in you turn around you turn you see it's right there yeah just so everyone knows she has a signed picture of the four beatles from the height of it yeah. while you take a dump you Ooh, stare right at it yeah <laughs> 
mean, I don't know if I'd call that the height. <laughs> I mean, the height of Beatlemania. The height of Beatlemania. Beatlemania. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. Man, after that, they just they just all downhill. <laughs> Eventually, it was John. It was John. Let's listen to track nineteen. This is Faces with Ooh La La. I laughed at all his words I thought he was a bitter man He spoke of women's ways The trap you'd and the use you Before you even know For love is blind and you're far too kind Don't ever let it show I wish that I knew what I know now When I was younger I wish God, that song's terrible, huh? That's so good. <laughs> uh, look, like, so this is Faces. They they started off as a band called Small Faces. Uh, when they became Faces, it was Rod Stewart. Or The Faces? Am I, am yeah, I saying the, that wrong? The, the Faces. The Faces. Um, Rod Stewart, Ronnie Lane, and Ronnie Wood. And this is one of the few tracks that Ronnie Wood's singing. This is actually isn't Rod Stewart singing. Mm-hmm. It's Ronnie Wood who would go on to play for the Rolling Stones. Uh, it, there, there's a... Uh, a Google, or it's like an Amazon Alexa commercial. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. nice. That's what I meant was like, this oh, is nice. a song you hear in commercials all well, the time. Well, there's yeah, this yeah. one in particular that came out in the last year where it's about uh, a, a father and his young daughter. And he's like, when she's really little, he's like, this is dad's favorite song. And he's like playing it for her. And, she's yeah, like, yeah. and then it's like her in high school listen to it. And then it's like she goes off to college and she moves into her dorm. <laughs> And she goes to like Alexa. She's like Alexa, play, and, and it's a song. Yeah. Uh, but the lyrics of this song are about somebody's like old granddad telling them that like women are gonna try to take his money and shit. <laughs> like it's like this kind of misogynistic, <laughs> not terrible, but like kind of a gross, a lot like, of toxic male stuff whole, in this the, movie. The whole thing is like there it is. The uh, the singer is like, I didn't want to listen to my grand. I was like, ah, you're an old man, and I went out. But you know what? I wish that I knew now. And he's like, because that's women what he... are always after your money, and they're gonna leave you. And they're <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> imagine some father like playing it over and over mm-hmm. for his poor child. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is definitely Alexa. like where I heard this song for. I want to oh, say yeah. the first time for, oh, sure. for sure. Me too. And probably yeah. helped repopularize the song. Hundred percent. Like whole 100%. new generation. I um, I was at a like a bunch of friends were staying over at a friend's house, and uh, one of our buddies was going through a breakup. And oh. he, oh, uh, nice, yeah, oh, nice, oh, nice. <laughs> and um, we were like, Where's he been? He's been gone for like an hour, and he was playing the final scene with this song on repeat. And just like, I was like, We were like, Hey, bud, <laughs> like when you used to be able to right? on DVD players, yeah. and you could just like play like, the, like the chapter, the exactly. loop, the chapter. Exactly. He was looping the chapter. <laughs> no, we were like, Yeah, right, bud, you did okay. Yeah, he, tough what, times. What, but. Did he end up okay? He, oh, he's doing great. That's great. I love yeah. to hear that. No, he's yeah, great guy. This is a great song, but uh, if you have a young daughter, you gotta <laughs> provide a little context before you play it. Sure, place and time, <laughs> and then you play it for no, every you, once in a while. You listen to it on the headphones most of the times, dads. Yeah. No, yeah. Now she Don't knows me. not to screw anyone over. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important message of the song. He was he the guy in the commercial was raising a great daughter. It's kind of I I am a little bit obsessed oh with gosh. the grand tradition of ads playing inappropriate songs like the uh famous like my favorite obviously is the Iggy Pop Less for Life for the Carnival Cruises. Yeah. A song about, a song heroin. about heroin. <laughs> That's the thing is uh it, fun with your family. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who used to work in advertising 
They're all hacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, one, no one knows. They're all up. hacks. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone here work in advertising? No. <laughs> uh, I've done some music for ads. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's the pitfalls of like the placement music where somebody's like, we need something with the rhythm and the energy of Iggy Pop. Obviously, we can't use that because it's about heroin. And you just like put it in there. And then, oh, Jesus. And then you pay like like 20 people to like send you suggestions of things that would. And it's like, no, nothing's as good as that heroin song. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, the problem of, of a Tim track. as good as heroin. <laughs> That's what we've all learned on this soundtrack today. Guys, we are pulling into the last track. Hey! This is Mark Mothersbaugh. All right. With Margaret Yang's Who is Mark theme. <laughs> Margaret Yang's theme. Margaret Yang. Thanks, Mark. Hey. Thanks, Mark. Hey. I like that he's gone like full mandolin with a lot of these tracks. Yeah. It's pretty great. Margaret Yang is uh, Max Fisher's uh, new interest at Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Played by Sarah Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to great. assume that part of the uh, <laughs> the Yoko song towards the end of this movie has something whoa, to do with it. Whoa, whoa. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence, is it? <laughs> <laughs> sitting ovation once again all right so we have to review this thing before we move on to recommendations oh, that's sure. true who wants to go first caleb how about you lead us i'll off? go first this is my pick this is one of my favorite soundtracks i had this on my ipod for years on several ipods um, it's a little heavy, you know, it made its transition Multiple from iPod, iPod. iPod. So many iPods. Um, it's a little heavy on the score, but I actually really, really like the score. I, a lot of like, uh, if bands that I discovered through the soundtrack or songs that I discovered of bands that I knew, but I hadn't heard the deep cut, um, out of 15 stars, decimal points allowed, which we do, I'm going to give this a 14.5. Wow. 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 Very yeah. good. Pretty Very high. high. I think that, is that your highest yet? I assume so. Yeah. This yeah. is one of my favorite soundtracks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Um, I'll go next. Um, yeah, I think this this ushered a, a brand new um, style of soundtrack, or, or people were emulating this for years, um, kind of going through these obscure B-sides that uh, really matched the film and... I mean, I, I I really like the soundtrack. I really like the movie. On a on a recent viewing, uh, I enjoyed it just as much and found even more stuff that I liked. Um, and then it's you know you this is does a great job what some soundtracks aren't able to do, which was like oh I remember that scene in the movie. Oh I remember like iconic scenes with the music. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fourteen point six. Wow. Just to outdo you. Just to outdo you. Wow. All right. Uh, is it, yeah, go ahead. The, I don't know the, the yeah. guest goes next. Yeah. I don't know. Fif- right, yeah. 15 stars. Yeah, I got, I got that. Decimal <laughs> points included. Um, I mean, guys, this is a soundtrack that it meant a lot to me when it came out. Um, I was a young adolescent and really lost. Then I saw Rushmore and I saw a little bit of myself in uh, both the Max Fisher and the Bill Murray character. And the female teacher. <laughs> And the female teacher. It really spoke to me. 
I bought this. I bought the CD. Listened to it on a loop. Traveled with it. Took it to me one of the few CDs I took for a semester abroad in Europe. Fourteen point seven. Near perfect score. Near per- per- perfect score. School. All right, that just leaves little old me over here. Yeah. What do you think? So uh, this is a great film. A a great soundtrack. Uh, also an important soundtrack. You know, kind of helped establish Mother's Spa and the Wes Anderson canon. And the Mother's Spa songs do a cool thing with the movie that they're able to, I don't even want to say underscore, but kind of overscore the scenes where something can be happening and it can kind of just be the, the perfect kind of like icing on the cake. I read somebody it, talking about how they felt that the score makes the characters like unlikable actions seem a lot more quaint and comedic. Yeah, yeah, it has a, a way, way that it can play against the, yeah. the thing in the scene, and it can it has this ability to pull you away but bring you back in at the same time. Yeah. Part of the genius of Mark Mothersba. Yeah, um, I think that somebody actually made a YouTube video of parts of the movie scored with like classic '90s songs from like uh, high school movies of the time, and it's it's uh, it's really disturbing. Devious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twelve stars. Twelve stars. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Twelve stars. <laughs> You really take the star thing seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's big. It's big. All right. All right. Well, before we go, we are going to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. And in honor of Rushmore, we are going to add our favorite presidential song. Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. President. Presidential song. It's a very broad. Yeah. So uh, Define it as you will. Define it as you will. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead off? Yeah, sure. Um... I kind of rummaged through uh, a bunch of campaign songs, which are required, uh, I guess, for presidents to run for office. You have to have it, you know, some sort of campaign song. And I picked um, Michael Dukakis's uh, his campaign song, which was Neil Diamond's the Duke America, oh. or Coming to America from the jazz singer. So uh, I thought it was a fitting song. You know, he's, he was a Greek immigrant and. Um, or it comes from Creek Elmgarrenson. Anyway, let's hear let's hear it. Far We've been traveling far Without a home But not without a star I know who I'm voting for. I mean, how did he lose? <laughs> I know, right? I'm actually a yeah, huge. Uh, I'm a huge Neil Diamond fan. Yeah, me too. He's one of the few singers uh, with a narrow range that I can sing in karaoke. So I'm kind of like, I'm like uh, stuck with Neil Diamond in a lot of ways. How, Shout how, out to uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah. How coked up was our country in '88 that we didn't vote <laughs> for this guy? Boy. Uh, there's an image of him in, the, oh, in, the in tank. a tank that really says it all. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like, I'm tough. Look at me. The tank, the Willie Horton ad, yeah. uh, John Lovitz doing those late, those late Steely Dan albums. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, they're, dude. They're, if John Lovitz is doing you, you're like, yeah, you get, you're dead in the water. Oh. Anyway. Uh, Caleb, what are you uh, thinking for this presidential uh, recommendation? So- <laughs> So for my pick, uh, I, I always pick old songs, and I, it's been a long time since I've picked anything even close to contemporary. So uh, 
For for this pick from 2013, I'm picking a song called Pale Green Ghosts by John Grant. Five and thirty-six to Boulder. I was getting warm, but now I'm getting colder, and I stomp my feet, bending like a child. I hope you get everything you wanted, boy. I hope you conquer the world and turn it into a toy. But don't come crying when you're forced to learn the truth. He's an artist out of Boulder, Colorado, but that's uh, I think the album was recorded in Iceland, and it's produced by some Icelandic. EDM producers. But some, I really, some I really guys. Like I really like that. Uh, it's it's a band. There's a band called. Well, it's kind of like an artistic collective called Gus Gus. I think is what it's called, and it's some of the producers from that band. Okay. But I really like that album. Check mm. it out. Find it on our Spotify uh, yeah. playlist. That's the self. That's the the title track from the album. And what's the presidential connection? John Grant, Ulysses uh. S. Grant. Oh, uh. uh. <laughs> Ulysses. <laughs> my, fr- my, my, my friend checked out my friend was uh naming his son he, uh, and he said it was a presidential name and i was the only person who guessed ulysses and i was right Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice very cool all right i'll go next i would have guessed dumbledore, <laughs> dumbledore our finest president <laughs> um in thinking of, about presidential tracks i was very tempted to go with um a artist that had two presidential names the first one that I thought of was uh, George Clinton, but George Clinton doesn't really have a lot of great songs that are just under his name. A lot, oh, that's true. A lot of Parliament. Sure. But um, the thing that I uh, I think discovered and kind of brought me back to when I was in middle school uh, when Rushmore came out was uh, the track "Police Truck" by the Dead Kennedys. All right. All right. Yeah. And the first place where I heard this track was on the, this might show my age a little bit, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 yeah, baby. soundtrack, oh, yeah, dude. which is a fantastic soundtrack yeah, that we will get video to. Games, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting into it. So here's a Police Truck by Dead Kennedys. Released in 1980, of all the years. That's a great track. It's a good year. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Dead Kennedys. We appreciate yeah. all your punk rock contributions. Oh yeah, man. I was watching uh, recently the the documentary you were talking about. The was it something over Broadway? The bathtubs, bathtubs over Broadway, over Broadway yeah. and Jello Biafra is is in it because he's. It turns out he's one of the few collectors of these industrial oh, wow. musical yeah, yeah. LPs. Is he the one that wears the outrageous hats the entire time. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Dead Kennedys, really good. Oh, yeah. Ernest, oh, Ernest. Yeah. Come, well, on. You know, Come hey, on, bring us uh, home Bring, bring us, home. us home Well, you know, uh, we live in dark times, guys <laughs> well, no. Oh, there's, a, there's a light at the I end wanna, of our tunnel Hopefully, we think so listing. Keep in mind this doesn't come out for a few weeks yeah, So yeah. things might have turned around <laughs> Might have turned around by then <laughs> Dark times, but uh, so it's, uh, it's hard to forget how also uh, dark it seemed in the early 2000s 
And uh, this band uh, did a whole album where they named it uh, Hail to the Thief. Ooh. So that song is the opening track to that. Uh, I thought for a second you were going with Green Day. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be. <laughs> oh, Damn no. it. Wake me up. Wake me up. Uh, yeah. So two plus two equals five uh, from Radiohead. Uh, you know, just one of the best bands ever. And uh, yeah, talking about, uh, you know, it was uh, two plus two equals five is a reference to George Orwell. Uh, 1984, and yeah, that you know, what the we, I mean, they, I remember they stole the presidency, guys. They've done it twice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a <laughs> listen. This is two plus two equals five. I search a dreamer to put the world to rise. I We gotta get to that. We gotta. I know. I, before the I, chorus. I know. Yeah. We should. We should have queued up just to the part where it starts. Let's just say out. like a few Radiohead facts here to get yeah, us yeah. to the chorus. <laughs> uh, they they met in uh, in, Oxford. Col- in yeah, Oxford in Oxford in college. <laughs> and uh, well, I was saying we gotta do a Paul Thomas Anderson soundtrack and yeah. get some Johnny Greenwood. One time and I saw Tom York do Molly in Austin. Oh yeah, uh, that was pretty weird. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was really weird. Uh, uh, he was DJing with Nigel Goderick at uh, a club. I did, you know, I have listened to like some of the Tom York's DJ sets, and they are fantastic. Yeah. yeah but there's always like something in there. I'm like, I've never heard this. This is cool. Lana Del Rey has a great song that I think oh, yeah, Radiohead ripped yeah. <laughs> off of her. I think that's what the deal is. I don't know. I can't remember. Ed O'Brien just got a new hat recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend once talked to Ed O'Brien at a VIP section, said he was a lovely man. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Is it coming? It's coming, right? Here we go. We've all seen them live, right? At some point? I I saw them on the Hail to the Thief tour. Yeah, dude, me too. Oh, guys. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. They're amazing live band. I've never seen them live, but I have rocked a shirt of theirs for about uh, 15 years now. No, that's, no, that's actually Kenny Rogers shirt. Tom York reminding us on that track that you have not been paying attention. You have not been paying attention. And you know what? A lot of us still aren't. <laughs> All right. Love Thank you very joke. much for the recommendation. There Thank you go. so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks That's, for having me, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, well, I, I do this show called Drunk Science in Brooklyn on Little Littlefield uh, every two months. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm on, around. I don't know. My, my Instagram is, I think, Ernest Myers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know my At Ernest Myers. Well, Ernest Myers. If it's not, we'll, we'll fix yeah. it in post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's at Ernest Myers 3 because I am the third. Okay. Oh, okay. Perfect. At Ernest Myers 3, E R N E S T M Y E R S, number three. Yeah. Check me out on Instagram where I never post. Oh, <laughs> we can't thank you enough Entire for coming on. This is a blessing. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will remember to get a photo with our guests oh. for this episode. We wrote it on the wall. <laughs> I was going to ask what that meant to take a picture. <laughs> we love it's you a guys. Fur Pike song, I think. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love y'all. See you next week. 